Hello everyone, I'm your Dungeon Master Zach Morris, and I invite you all to come sit and relax as we tell a story of a group rolling through the realms. Hello everyone, uh, long time no hear from, you know, uh, my name is Zach Morris, I'm your Dungeon Master and host of the uh, Rolling Through the Realms podcast. Um, today I am by myself, uh, and today, uh, just doing some crafting of and working on my DM skills and, um, wanting to help other DMs as well. Um, I'm a new DM, have not been a DM for over a year yet, so I am still learning a lot compared to anything else um and i just wanted to bring that knowledge upon new dms as well and to also kind of learn with other dms and that's why i'm starting this episode um i'm gonna sit here and practice uh and also kind of shout out some ideas of like uh some tips and tricks that I've learned from watching a lot of YouTube episodes, doing a lot of reading and um, listening and following along with the Critical Role uh, channel um, on Twitch and YouTube, um, listening to their voice acting, watching and listening how they describe things. It's immaculate and it's incredible and it's just something I strive for and to give my friends and to allow them to experience that joy and happiness that I get to see on the screen, but also feel when I sit and watch a new episode of the Critical Role um, campaign. Currently, they're in campaign three, um, but today I'm going to be uh, taking the Taldori book that they have and go through some uh, character options, kind of roll to see what their personality and their ideals, bonds, and flaws are. And then I'm gonna read those off to you and then try to craft a backstory, a name uh, for them. Um, and I can tell you this much that I <laughs> am not gonna be very good at this, so you guys can laugh all you want. Um, but to really get started, I want to, actually I should have done this before I started. Um, let me pull it up. I want to give a cup, I want to give one shout out to someone that I've been learning from very much uh, from YouTube. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick as internet is very slow here. Um, I probably could pull it up on my phone faster. faster. Her name is Ginny D, J, or G-I-N-N-Y-D-I. Um, she is a uh, professional um, act, uh, voice actor also, um, and uh, she plays Dungeons and Dragons for a living, um, and does YouTube on the side, and she's character, she's characters with inside of campaigns. And she just gives really good advice, DMing advice, because she is a DM for her personal group. 
and um, I watch her a lot so some of these ideas do come from her and um, I thank you for those ideas and I hope you get something out of this um, so first off um, we're gonna start kind of going back from her tips um, going backwards into stealing a personality tip number one is stealing a personality so um, when creating a character many people try to think of something brand new and can take a very long time doing so and DMs don't have that time so what we can do is take things from our favorite shows or favorite uh, movies and put them right into uh, our campaign and people probably and most likely will not notice um, for many instances from critical role all the way to me um, I noticed that in campaign two of critical role or I think it was campaign one yeah it was uh, they uh, put in a character from Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, the teacher of the earthbending, I can't, I can't remember uh, his name. It's the leader of the earthbenders. He's crazy and wacky and funny and cool and super strong. Um, and Matt Mercer put him into theirs and he made him a gun gunsmith he made him a black powder nerd and crazy and insane and talking really raspy and just uh, really outgoing like in your face and you wouldn't even notice if he didn't explain it later um, on a uh, four-sided die or uh, when he got interviewed about it because of how many people loved that character um, furthermore, uh, for instance, for me, I would take, uh, just trying to shoot out a show that maybe I can do at this very moment is I've been, uh, my brother watches a lot of suits recently. Um, so Harvey, he's a very stubborn guy that won't take a deal unless it's his, um, so you might put him in shopkeeper or he might be a religious person that um, will stand strong in his religion or he might be a governor that uh, will stand and will not budge when it comes to uh, doing a certain mission for your guys' campaign um, for your guys' group and he might not look the same but you can take that personality and steal it and use it as yourself most of the time they won't even notice so a really cool thing to remember is stealing is always an option um you don't have to give credit even though like you are taking something else but like you're taking it you're mixing it with your own and projecting it out as something totally different um where we're gonna be at when i do these practices are pre-made personalities and we'll do one right now for example um we're gonna do one in the air ashari group um i'm gonna lead a little exploit for or exploit a uh, little clip for you guys to know what an ashari is and then we are gonna do their personality traits and everything so uh, isolated from the political struggles of the urban Taldore, you are a member of the ashari people a society bound to a ancient 
covenant protecting the material plane. From the chaos of the primordial elements, you have been raised to revert and protect the natural world and to shepherd the tremorous element forces that give it life. When the elements threaten to overwhelm the decades balance of nature, it is your role as an Ashari to restore harmony. Each Ashari is tethered to one of four elements, uh, orders and uh, their settlements. You must select Pyra, which is fire, Vestra, which is water, Terra, which is earth, or Zephra, which is wind. The rifts of earth and wind are both in Tal'Dorei. Uh, if you live or lived among your people, there are similar, there you are familiar with the remarkable sights of Arashari or sky sails above the summit peaks or earth Ashari erupt from the solid stone of the cliffed cape mountains on their earth boards. All right, so that's a small clip of what an Arashari is. Ashari is. Um, so we're gonna take our dice. So I have one D8 and one, two, three D6s to uh, know their personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws. So we're gonna roll those. So we got a five on the eight, five on one of the sixes, one on a six, and then a six out of a six. All right, for their personality trait is a five. So we would go to five. I don't let anything or anyone stand in the way of the mission. All right, so he's super stubborn, uh, Ashari. And let's say since he's from Tal'Dorei, he's an Earth Ashari. So nothing gets in his way. He's going to stand strong, act like stone. Number five, uh, Ashari's ideals. That's a five also. Structure. The elements are in harmony when they are free to act as they will. Within that Within the safe boundaries set by the Ashari, people are much safer that way. So he's lawful, right? So he's going to stay strong within that law. Anybody goes outside that law, he might stand firm of protecting that law. Um, but if anybody erupts the flow of freedom, he might also stand strong within that. And then we've got one on the D6. I have a cousin in another Ashari tribe whom I've never met, but someday I want to visit his exten uh, my extended family. So uh, he might have an air Ashari uh, up in the skies, or he might have a fire Ashari within the fire plane. Or he might have a cousin in the water Ashari, and that might be in the ocean. But that would be a cool little snippet. And then a six out of six, his flaw. Ugh, I know it's not right, but I can't help but look down on people who can't manipulate the elements. It's not like it's hard. All right, so with knowing his personality trait, his ideals, his bond, and then his flaw, we can create a backstory for this man. Uh, all right. Get it out there and do it fast and quick because sometimes as a dm you're gonna need to do this fast and quick um braxton braxton was is an a, a rock or, or an earth or shari a terra and 
he, being a guard and warrior for the Earth Ashari, protecting the element of the Earth and keeping balance between all elements, he looks to hold the law of the Ashari in place, but finds it difficult to understand um, the freedoms that are given and the bounds that is given to uh, each element as of why they can't be with one another or or do what others do because being bound by the earth is a very um, small part of the world as there is the sky, the water, and the fire plane. Each needs to be discovered and just viewed at all, but he is bound to the earth. Um, he finds it hard to just not, he, he, it's hard because there's only so much freedom that he gets, so he protects the freedoms that he does have. He has family within other Ashari places, and these earthly bounds keep him from visiting other family members. So he needs others or find others that he can um, guide him to those those family members. Or um, what about his flaw? Um, his flaw would be okay. So we have his flaw. But when non-earth benders or other Ashari um, tribe members come come to his tribe, maybe for selling food or selling items or um, maybe just doing research. He has a hard time not believing that they are below, like, he is above them. He believes that since he has this power and that he's tied to keep harmony for this world that they must serve him because he believes he's higher than them because uh, yeah, he, since he's protecting the world they must serve him Alright, so that's Braxton. Braxton is a hardy man. Um, and that would be good for a Earth Terra Ashari. Now, one other thing that we're going to do for this also is that I have magic cards. And I'm going to pluck one out um, randomly and then read it off to you. And this is one of the items that Braxton's going to have with him. It's the Staff of the Woodlands. The staff can be wielded by a magic quarter staff that grants a plus two to attack and damage rolls made within it. 
While holding it, you have a plus two to your spell attack rolls as well. This staff has 10 charges, and the properties can be regained by 1d6 plus 4 daily at dawn. If you expend the last charge, roll a d20 on a 1, the staff loses its properties and becomes a non-magical staff. You can use an action to expend one or more charges to cast one of the following spells using your spell save as a DC. Animal of Friendship is one charge. Awaken is five charge. Barkskin is two charges. Locate animal or plants are two charges. Speak with animals is one charge. Speak with plants is three charges. Or Wall of Thorns is six charges. You can also use this use an action to cast the Pass Without a Trace spell from the staff without using any of the charges. Mm, that's pretty good. You can use an action to plant one end of the staff in a fertile earth and extend one charge to transform the staff into a healthy tree. The tree is 60 foot tall and has a 5 foot diameter and trunk, and its base branches at the spread at the top out in a 20 foot radius. The tree appears ordinary but radiant, a faint aura of transmission, like, transmutation magic. It's target, targeted by detect magic. While touching the tree and using another action to speak its command word, you can retrieve your staff as it, its normal form. Any creature in the tree falls when it reverts to the staff. Well, I'm going to keep that one out and put it back later. That's pretty good for an Earthashari. I'd say that's a pretty good draw. <laughs> Alright. Uh, before we get into our next uh, prompt, which will be in the clasp um, member personality traits, um, we're going to tell you that last point that Ginny D had within our video, one of her videos that I watched, and it was um, the thread, she called it. So she, maybe some of you are really good at coming up with backstory right away. Um, it's more of the personality that you have a hard time coming up with, um, because I know one person in my um, campaign uh, that I DM is very good at coming up with stories. Not saying he's not good at coming up with uh, personality traits, it's more he's really good at coming up with stories. Um, so just using him for example, he might be able to be very good at coming up with stories, but what if he wasn't good at coming up with a personality for that, that character? Um, he would take that story or um, for instance, what Jenny D said, take that piece of fabric and look at the threads that are uh, sewn to make it fabric, to make it the backstory. You would take it and break that backstory apart. So, for instance, um, using that same character uh, person, um, let's take someone that actually uh, recently passed in um, my campaign. His name was Salva, and he was a dragonborn that looked to gain power to protect his friends. Um, he didn't have much of a family. He 
was very much into um, godly things and trying to become maybe a idol or a, a deity or a god and um, with knowing that we can look and see pull the fabric apart to see what made him drive towards becoming friends with the oh shoot which god was it man it was a while ago um he got in contact with oh the ruiner the ruiner god which if you guys know of that is a very uh, horrible god that uh, believes in war and destruction. Um, and this character, this person was very good at being within that personality of wanting to get closer to the gods to be able to take them down, but ended up getting twisted by the arm, making a bad decision even though he knew it was a bad decision. and continued to go down that path um one thing that i feel like even if i was a character within a story it'd be hard to not try to beat the game of dungeons and dragons i would find that difficult uh, metagaming if you say um playing your character would be the best option and sometimes that might not be what the party thinks you do what your character would do um you see a character you see that your character um finds its arch rifle and wants to beat the crap out of him well you go do that you don't have to leave um leave like your party doesn't have to leave you behind but you can go and do that thing um it's just very difficult to do but it's what makes Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Dragons because you're playing another person um, with human feelings with human thoughts um, they're always going to make mistakes that's why there's a flaw com capability within making these characters <sighs> so I just watch and think what would that person do and someone that does that really well um how is um in campaign one of critical role uh his name's grog he does a really 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 good job of playing that character um Travis. Travis Willing Willingham. Travis Willingham plays Grog Strongjaw within campaign one of Critical Role. He does a very, 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 very good job of playing the character and not playing the game. For instance, um, I was watching a clip on Grog being in the store. Um, Grog is a Goliath barbarian fighter. We need to memorize. We need to remember that because being a barbarian fighter, Goliath, 
you're not going to be very smart. You're not going to have a lot of ideas. Um, in this clip, they were going to the store, and he was on his own, and he walked in the store and found something very cool, very um, helpful what they would be on their trip. Um, he got a price, and with Grog not knowing numbers, and I do that in quotations because he's not just very smart, it, like Travis is very smart and he would not do this, but Grog doesn't know what numbers are. Um, so when he hears that this thing's gonna cost him 3,000 gold, he wants to make a bargain off of it. And he says, 4,000, 4,000 gold. And of course the shopkeeper is going to be very confused but he's not going to deny that and says okay deal you draw a hard bargain well deal four thousand gold and um they shake hands and he actually gives him a thousand more than he was asking for that's playing the character that's um and that's playing along the side of stats also um keeping in mind of like what your stats are um, is your uh, character really good at stealthing but wants to play uh, wants to put something in their pocket without the group seeing them um, he's gonna roll really bad well play that character uh, he might miss his pocket and it the cash might just hit the ground and go ding 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 I, I, I would find that very funny and just to have a good time playing your character. It doesn't have to be the perfect character. Um, and a lot of people find struggles with that. And as DMs, we wanna make it the most entertaining as possible. So we gotta come up with creative characters and that comes with a lot of flaws. So keeping in mind of that, we can create satisfying characters that um, some people will want to talk to and have an actual conversation with and get to know their personality. For instance, uh, within my campaign, um, Nolan Southpaw, he's a polar bear um, being that is a cook for their airship that they have. And man, he just talks really low and really slow. And he has to think of every word he has to say, you know, like, he's kind of sad, like that guy from Wendy the Pooh, and, but he loves what he does, and he cooks, so, he wants, a lot of the characters really love that Nolan Southpaw, and they want to get to know that personality, so having personality and a backstory ready for when they uh, do like a character, you're there. You're a good DM for that. All right. Um, putting all that aside, let's do another um, personality trait. All right, 1d8 and 3d6s. All right, so we got a seven on the eight, a six, a one, and a one. All right. All right, so is there anything to read about the cat clasp members before we get into it? Oh, right there. All right. All right. Whenever you grew up, grew up in, in the means, mean streets of Kaimal, bamboozling foolish gamblers, or spent your youth perforating loose coin from 
people's pockets of Amman, many, many tourists, your lifestyle of diversity to survive inevitably drew the attention of the clasp. A story, a storied crime syndicates that his hideout is every, every city within Taldore. In exchange for protection, a mutacum of kinship, and a number of useful resources to further develop your crafts as a criminal, you agree to receive the brand of the clasp and join their ranks. You might have spent time working within the skill in most mental assignments, wandering the alleys as a simple cut purse and filling your pockets with silver while you, you wait to climb the professional ladder. Or you might be a clever actor and why, whose skills blend in with all facts of society and it made you, you as an indispensable spy. Perhaps you are swift tech technique with a blade let lend you to become a feared assassin for the spearing leader of the local clasp sector. Alright. So knowing a little clip it about the clasp, let's get into that character building. Alright, so we got a seven. A seven is crime is a game and I play to win. I have no sympathy for players who don't get that. Alright. Six, self-interested. There are too many bleeding hearts in the class these days. Doing the right thing means doing the thing that makes my life better. There are too many bleeding hearts in the cast these days. Doing the right thing doing means doing the thing that makes my life better. Alright. One. I do anything and I mean anything to protect my comrades, though. Alright, he's self-interested. Maybe his um, personality is self-interested. But he has a group of friends that he will protect. Because those are things to him. And one, I'm hope hopeless at organizing my belongings. And I'm always losing things. Alright, so... I believe this guy's name would be Comrade. Um, Comrade, he is a very high within the rankings. He knows his way around the higher members, and he knows how to play his cards correctly by um, playing their soft spots and saying, you look good today uh, to the people. Uh, to the people that are within royalty or such. Um, and kind of getting up close and maybe putting his, helping put a woman's hair behind their ear and then slowly just taking off their earring and pocketing it very casually. Um, he, believe, he will do the dirtiest of things for the class, but he, um, as long as he gets paid well and uh, has a getaway plan, he'll do it. Um, even if that means putting people, other class members, taking the fall for him, he will do it. As long as it's not his main group 
uh, that he likes within the clasp um, that he is made really fond of by doing missions with. Um, he actually would love to meet up with them again because the last mission that he did went sideways. Um, and they all had to run and escape and since then he hasn't heard anything from them so maybe someday he would like to meet up with them and hopefully meet up, uh, see them but that kind of meets him with his flaws though that he loses everything and that's why he doesn't really care about much people anymore because not only does he lose certain earrings or his beloved uh, goods for the day but he also loses people very fast because of the sort of self-interest that he has for himself. So that's comrade for you. Right, one more. And then we'll be good. All right, one more practice round. So this one is going to be a scholar. Um, and it says, you most likely came up through money or hailed from a family with a social prestige. If you were able to afford tuition at the Lucrum in Oman, but whatever you, your origin, yourself, your interest and pursues brought you to a hallowed, hallowed halls of Teldore, highest places of learning, where you soak in every lesson you could, hoping to be better make a mark on the world. Alright, are you ready? Alright, a four, a five, a five, and a one. Okay. Alright, so the four is personality trait. Everyone at school was such a stick in the mud, dressing the same, listening to the same bards. Ugh, it's sad. Just be yourself. Number five, code of conduct. The student code is there to benefit all the students. You know it's it's the same it's the same for laws. All right. Uh, their bond discover discovery is the only thing that matters to me. The topics doesn't matter. Books keep me company at the loneliest of days. And then a one. The lucrum taught me to never want to leave my room. The campus was so huge. And the crowds were so horrible. What would this character... Oh, we forgot to do the magic item for the other character. We'll get back to that. Um, focus on this one right now because we have to make it fast. Lucy. Lucy grew up in a rich home. Never really had to work for a living. Uh grew up homeschooled and uh, was a brilliant scholar immediately didn't even have to go through the application process she was immediately given access to the school um, being homeschooled she wasn't big in crowds um, and giving uh, the school actually giving her a private room that's where she did most of her uh, stayed most of her days um, if it wasn't there it was the library or class um, she listens to beautiful elvish music as she um, she's fluent in elvish but also in common 
and uh, she would do anything to see this uh, these bards play in person, but um, she seems to can't really make a connection with anyone. Uh, she's by herself a lot within the library and in her room or at class, post-class projects she does by herself, or if she is with a group and has to be with a group, she does it all for the group. Uh, wanting to get good grades and continue to learn, um, but she wants just to learn how to make a friend, most of all. So she reads a lot of books, and sometimes she just gets lost in the fantasy of books, and it's memorizing uh, the words that are on the page. She just would love a friend like some of the friends that the characters within the book she reads has. That's Lucy. I think that was the best one yet. I think we got better each time. Um, uh, magic cards for both of them. First one we'll draw for Lucy because we just did Lucy and I like her so much. Uh, wand of enemy detec detection. The wand has seven charges. While holding it, you can use the action to expend one charge to speak the command word. The next minute, you can detect the nearest creature hostile to you within 60 feet, but not in the distance from you. The wand can sense the principle of hostile creatures that are ethereal, um, invincible, disguised, or even hidden, as well as those in plain sight. The effect ends if you stop holding the wand. The wand regains 1d6 plus 1 expended charges daily at dawn. If you expend the Wand's last charge, roll a d20. On a 1, the wand crumbles and is destroyed. I think this is a very good wand for her, just because um, I feel like she would use it almost every day. Um, seeing new people within a class or in the library, um, or maybe she just hears a knock on a door that's uh, roommates from her, like down the hall. She'll cast it real quick to be able to make sure there's no hostiles outside of her room. So I think that's a really good wand for her. Especially her being a scholar. She'd probably be like a sorcerer or wizard of such. Um, let's see if I can get in the middle and get something else. There we go. So this is for... Um, our past character. Holy crap. Um, yeah, for our class member, uh, Flame Tongue. It's a, uh, looks like to be like a long sword. You can use a bonus action to speak the word, a magic sword's command word, causing flame to erupt from the blade. These flames shed bright light. Uh, in a 40-foot radius of dim light to, for an additional 40 feet. While the sword is ablaze, it deals an extra 2d6 fire damage to any target it hits. The flame lasts upon until you use the bonus action to speak the command word again to drop the sheet to, until you drop or sheath the sword. Cool. So those are our three, um, Rexton, we got uh, Lucy, and shoot, man, I forgot our, 
I think our worst one was our middle one. And I forgot his name. So there's Braxton and Lucy. And man, I could go back, but I'm not going to. So, huh. You know, this is fresh out of me. But that is all I have for today. Take those lessons and learn from them. Or you can um, just laugh at me. Uh, just trying to do something fun within uh, my uh, being at home um, and still wanting to learn to be a better DM and wanting to continue further into DMing. Um, I hope anyone that is new to DMing gets out of uh, gets something out of this and understands that we're all new DMs, especially me and. I'm continuing to learn and everybody has to start somewhere and most of the time practice helps so I hope you continue to practice as much as I do and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day uh, or night even I thank you for joining us um, today and continue to roll through the realms of D&D and thank you again for for listening and stay tuned for further episodes thank you again guys peace out